This is the Scale with Psychology podcast, where you're going to optimize your psychology to exponentially scale your business and become the ultimate version of yourself. I'm your host, Ani Manian, widely known as the Mind Whisperer and trusted advisor and psychedelic therapist to the world's top entrepreneurs and leaders. And I believe that entrepreneurship is a mental game. And the main constraint in any business is not the strategies and tactics, but the psychology of the founder. And with each episode, I'm going to help you take your life in business to levels you never thought possible. If you're ready to play the game of life and business in God mode, then this is the podcast for you. Impact-driven entrepreneurs who feel stuck in their business, who've gone from strategy to strategy, who want to create exponential growth in their business and who understand that their mindset is 80% or more of what's required and that their own psychology is on some level holding them back. This episode is for you. Look, the truth is you can't reach a level in your business that you've never hit before by doing the same things that you've always done before. This is the number one reasons why entrepreneurs don't realize their potential and fail to make the impact that they want to make because they keep trying to be the person that they've always been. They want to keep feeling the way they've always felt before and they keep trying to do what they've always done before, all in order to hit a goal that they've never actually hit before. So do you want to know what's really holding you back from the business and life that you want? It's the misalignment between who you are and the life and business that you really want. This misalignment creates resistance. It's like trying to quit smoking cigarettes when you see yourself as a smoker, you work in a smoke shop and you're friends with other smokers and you've been smoking since you were a teenager. You're going to face massive resistance. And when you experience some resistance, it's normal, right? Your mind, in fact, Your entire nervous system has gotten acclimated to achieving, having, or being less than your full potential. It knows what it's like, and it's afraid of the unknown because that's that space beyond who you are today, all the things you felt, all the ways in which you've shown up. And that is a problem if you actually want to achieve your full potential because the next level of your business, the next level of your income, your impact, your influence, and your life, whether it's growing your business to $10 million or writing a New York Times bestselling book or building an amazing team, let alone all the other things you want in your life, all your dreams exist in the unknown. And your mind is trying to keep you safe. Safe means stuck, right? It doesn't know that a life of mediocrity is even worse than whatever other calamity we can imagine. So it starts to manufacture reasons why you shouldn't move forward, a variety of fears or worries or concerns, because you know exactly what you need to do, right? Deep down, you have all the answers. You already know the exact roadmap that would actually take you to your goals coming into reality. Maybe your mind says, I don't have enough money or I don't have enough time. Or if you know these other programs didn't work or these other strategies didn't work or these other types of hires didn't work, is it really going to work this time? And you think that these fears are real because at some point you got some real evidence for them in your life because the truth is your life and business are the way they are because you have the mind that you currently have. In other words, if you currently don't have the time or the money or things aren't working the way you want them to, it's because of your current mindset. And your current mindset 
is hell-bent on being the same, right? Your mind hates change. Your mind really resists change. It doesn't want to do something different. It likes being comfortable, even if comfortable doesn't feel that good. There's only one other way. There's only one way to the other side. And it's not supposed to feel comfortable, but it can actually be one of the most powerful things you can do for yourself. But the fear, the doubt, the hesitation, it means you're right on the brink of your breakthrough. This is coming up because it's ready to be transformed. And this episode is a little push to the other side. I want you to ask yourself a really important question. Have you had the level of growth that you anticipated so far this year? Now, for most entrepreneurs, the answer is no. But the deeper question is, why not? And what I've found over the past 15 years working with hundreds of entrepreneurs is that it always comes down to one of these three things. There are three main reasons, three main buckets of reasons why you aren't getting the results that you want from your business. So I'm going to walk you through each of them, right? The first one is that you are not currently working from the identity of the person who has the business and life that you want, who already has the beliefs, the thoughts, the habits, the perceptions that create those results. You're working from your current identity. So your current identity is optimized for the current set of results that you have. And that's why you keep getting the results that your current identity is optimized for. If you want something different, if you want something that you've never created before, that you've never experienced before, then you need to first become the person who has the capacity to hold that, to experience that, to run that business, to build that business. You have to step into this identity first before reality catches up around you. Otherwise, you're going to keep sabotaging the growth of your business because you will unconsciously resist anything that is incongruent with who you think you are right now and how you operate. So if your business... Um, as an example, grows and you suddenly have five times more customers, then in your current setup, you might be required to work a lot more hours, maybe doing fulfillment, maybe doing sales, something, right? And so unless you can create a system that can scale without you, unless you do that, you will unconsciously sabotage getting new customers because you're already maxed out and you don't want to work even longer hours and burn out. The second big problem that I see is that you're likely not working from a peak mental state, which means that you're not as effective, productive, creative as you could be when you do work, right? You waste a lot of time in negative mental states that create stress, that create constriction. So when you're under this kind of stress, you're not as creative, effective, productive, high quality in your work because your mind isn't designed to actually work optimally under stress. On average, we're designed biologically, our hardware is designed to experience about 30 minutes of stress every three days, which worked for us, you know, back in the hunter-gatherer times, because that's the lifestyle we used to live. We didn't have all the notifications and the emails and this constant sense of fight or flight with the business. So right now your mind is always future pacing. It's resisting reality, arguing with it. It's self-critical. It's in fear. And all these modes of operations are not ideal to create the results that you want. The third bucket, I'm going to walk you through also what you need to do, you know, to solve these, these problems that I'm helping you identify. The third one is that you're not working on the highest leverage activities. You're spending a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of effort on other stuff. That's actually a distraction because you're actually in avoidance of the harder stuff that will actually move the needle. It's outside your comfort zone. It's maybe stuff you haven't done before. Maybe you haven't led a company with double the number of employees that you have right now. 
right? Maybe you've never negotiated a, a $7 million strategic partnership. So all these things that are in the unknown that are outside your comfort zone, they feel hard. They feel hard because it's not the thing that is hard. It's the emotions that come up in the process of trying to do the thing that feel hard, that feel challenging. Because you know, we don't really teach kids, we don't really teach adults emotional regulation, emotional leadership. So we are uncomfortable with the emotions that come up if we, you know, do that thing, if we try to write that book or give that TED talk. And it's only hard, again, because we can't currently tolerate the emotional discomfort. This is an unconscious sabotage pattern, you might not even be aware of it. So there's a there's a whole host of unconscious walls that we put up in order to keep us from doing the things that we know will actually work, right? And it's completely, and I, I'm telling you this, I've seen this over and over again, it is completely an internal game. This, this, this game of business growth, especially past once you hit that initial level of traction at multiple six, multiple seven figures, it is all internal. It's rarely a lack of some strategy or a piece of information or something that's holding you back. So when you work from the right identity, when you work from the right mental state and you operate with the right amount of leverage, your business grows exponentially in a fraction of the time. And often this happens without requiring you to work harder, to stress or sacrifice more. In my opinion, this is the only way to play the game long-term. So this is the long-term game of entrepreneurship, of wealth creation, of impact and we have to make it sustainable. We have to make it fun. We have to make it a real source of pleasure, fulfillment, and joy for us, because that's the only way it'll be regenerative. It's the difference between burning fossil fuels and um, setting up a solar power plant, right? The, the fact that the solar power is coming from a limitless source, that is the sun, um, the fact that it doesn't create more damage to our environment, it doesn't you know, cost more to operate, it actually pays for itself, it runs itself, it requires a lot less maintenance, means that over a longer time frame, it's a lot more sustainable. So usually when we look at a long enough time frame in business, most of our problems shift or change or morph and they become a lot easier. So my perspective on business is that it has, we have to look at it from a long-term perspective. We have to make it sustainable. We have to make it energy positive rather than energy negative, which is draining you of energy. Same with time, same with effort, same with pleasure and joy and freedom. Because if we do that, then it becomes a flywheel. And a flywheel, at, after a certain point, it just takes on a life of its own. It, it takes on a momentum of its own. It becomes its own source of power and it doesn't require so much energy and power and effort and time from you in order to sustain it. So let's take these one by one. Let's talk about shifting identity first. Now, have you noticed that certain entrepreneurs seem to exist on a completely different level? They see a bigger picture. They come up with highly creative solutions that nobody else seems to see, or they have a greater level of intuition that allows them to leapfrog way past their so-called competition. Now, I don't really believe in competition. I'll tell you in a future episode, but they seem to think in terms of, you know, tens or hundreds of millions or even billions. And as a result, they see bigger opportunities than most others, even if they're in the same market. And they seem to make a small number of decisions that generate massive returns. 
like Warren Buffett, for example, he makes, you know, half a dozen decisions a year. I'm sure he makes more than that in his life. But in terms of his business, he makes a few decisions and he he takes a long time to think about these decisions. But when he makes these decisions, they um, give him returns over a much, much, much longer time frame because, you know, he's typically not buying and selling, you know, within the same year or even decade. So this this different way of operating, this higher level of, of thinking is really their identity at work. So your identity is the context for your life and business. Think about it as the box that you operate from. Now, the income, impact, influence, uh, all that stuff that you have is an effect of this context, right? So you can think of um, what happens in your business, the impact that you have on, on the world, on clients, the influence, the reach you have, the, the size of your email list, the size of your social accounts, uh, how much money your business generates, how much of that actually translates into profit, how much of that you take home, uh, all of that stuff. That's the content, right? That's what's in the box. So there's a box that is a context and inside the box, there's content. Now, this might now make logical sense, but it's impossible to have a bigger content than your context. So if your context is a um, million dollar context and you want $10 million from your business, what's going to happen is, as you can imagine, things are going to get very pressurized in the box. You're going to create a lot of pressure, a lot of stress, a lot of tension. And in trying to create that, in trying to create $10 million from your business, when in your identity, you're operating at a million dollars, you're going to experience a crazy amount of resistance. So you're going to try and make those decisions and it's going to be very challenging. It's going to be challenging to hire that caliber of person. It's going to be challenging to invest in those set of tools or go after that kind of business strategy. And so it's quite simple. If you want bigger results, you need a bigger context or identity that can house those bigger results. So if you want to generate $10 million this year in your business, you have to first operate from a $10 million identity or $10 million context. Otherwise, you're making it much, much, much harder on yourself, really on your body, because that stress and tensions that I talked about on the box, you experience it in your body, you experience it in your mind. And that stress, that anxiety, that's that overwhelm, you know, over time, they want to wear and tear um, it has on the, your hardware makes it very, very, very hard for you to operate at that level for a long time. So it's really not sustainable. So when your context and your content, in other words, your identity and the desired results are aligned, then getting the results feel effortless. Or if your context is actually bigger than your content, which is really how I um, help my clients set this up because what you want is you want your context to be leading, right? So if your business is say doing $3 million a year right now, and you hold a context of a $100 million business, because you see that this can really exponentially grow, it can help a lot of people, it can transform a lot of lives. And you see that if you, if you run this business correctly, if you adapt and grow, then it has the potential to, to be a $100 million business. Now, you as the entrepreneur have to hold that context, even though right now, in terms of content, you're still at $3 million. Your job is to hold the tension between those two worlds. 
and to keep evolving and expanding your context faster than the content that is the results that you get in your business grow. So think about it this way, right? If you run a multi-million dollar business right now, how easy would it be for you to generate $100,000? It'd be a piece of cake. Why? Because you have a bigger context than what you're intending to create. So the flip side is also true. This is also why lottery winners go broke soon after because their content always catches up with the context. And this is true for you in your life, in your health, in your business, um, works with dieting, works with literally every single thing because this is how we, you know, we construct and we navigate reality. So here's a key question. Do you know who you need to be to be able to build and run the next level of your business? In other words, do you know what kind of context you would need to hold the bigger results that you want? So being clear on who you need to be and what you want your life to look like activates your brain in a really powerful conscious and unconscious way to fuel this business success so you can bring that vision to reality. Because the brain is actually a goal-achieving machine, but it can't create something that you haven't yet defined, imagined, or envisioned. And that's why you must get clear on not just what your ultimate life in business is going to look like, but who you need to be to actually make that happen, to make that possible. This means if we get clear on your ideal identity and the change that you want to see in the world, the impact that you want to make, and we get clear on the type of life you want, on what you want to achieve, say, five, 10 years from now, on how much freedom do you want to have, how little or how much you want to be working, how do you want to feel? When you're working, do you want to feel turned on? Do you want to feel like you're, you know, the equivalent of mainlining opium and heroin while you type out an email? Because that's how much, um, not saying you should go and mainline any drugs, but be, like life and business can feel that way. In fact, that's our job. Our job is to feel good. Our job is to feel good all the time. Not to say that we won't have uh, more challenging emotions that we label or perceive as negative, but if we can spend most of our time in joy, in pleasure, in play, then that's jackpot. So we need to get clear on who we need to be, how we want to feel, right? The places we want to travel to and see in the world, the skill sets we want to cultivate. Maybe you have this dream of you know, learning how to dance salsa or learn how to paint like Bob Ross, or, you know, it may be climbing a mountain just for fun or um, riding a bike uh, around the South of France. Now, right down to how you feel, how you think, how you act, all of this needs to be clear. And this goal achieving machine, that is your brain, it takes action on these inputs. So the outputs are only as good as the inputs. And Neuroscience tells us that as we get clear on these things, as we identify these things, as we spend time thinking about these things, as we add emotion to these things, we start to build neural networks in our brain as if those things are already true. How powerful is that? Your brain literally connects different neurons and synapses to form neural networks that map to the thoughts, these ideas, these visions, this um, desire that you live in, right? Your desired identity aligns your conscious, unconscious, and super conscious mind to actually produce these results. That's what alignment is. 
So we, over time, when we strengthen that neural network, it, it goes from a dirt road to a super highway. And then over time, it just becomes our identity, just becomes that's who we are. I'll give you an example, right? I, I've pretty much worked out on pretty much a daily basis for the past two decades. It's part of my identity. So because I'm the kind of person who works out every day or moves my body in some way every day, it doesn't take effort for me to prioritize moving my body. I don't have to motivate myself. I don't have to produce a lot of willpower. I don't have to really argue with myself or use some NLP technique or whatever to trick myself into wanting these things. It's just who I am. And because it's who I am, it's what I naturally do, right? And But I wasn't always like that. It's something that I decided that I wanted to cultivate. And over time, as I kept repeating that loop, it just became who I was. It, it became second nature. So we can make anything second nature, right? And this is the, the foundational philosophy behind identity shifting, right? We're not just shifting who you see yourself as in your mind, that is the software, but we're literally using your mind to change your brain. We're creating new patterns and networks in your hardware. Now, most people skip this step and they jump right into strategies and tactics and ending up and end up building a business and a life that is out of alignment. The, the challenge with this is that when we miss the alignment piece, when we are trying to build something without really being clear why, how that's going to serve us um, for reasons outside of, you know, just altruistic impact. If we do it because we're attached to a certain result, because we, you know, really need the money or want the money, it skews how we show up. It creates misalignment. Uh, it creates a sense of attachment. Attachment creates pressure. Attachment creates fear. Attachment creates the all the control uh, challenges that we see play out in businesses. Now, this ultimately creates a lot of frustration, anxiety, and suffering. And this is why the first pillar of the eight-figure shift is identity. Because most entrepreneurs don't take the time to go really deep on who they need to be to create their desired future and achieve their desired results. So ask yourself this and get specific. Let's, let's do a quick exercise as if I'm coaching you live right now. Let's get really detailed and granular and emotional. A year from now, 12 months from now, how do you want to feel when you wake up in the morning? I deliberately said 12 months from now rather than right now, because your brain might say, well, right now I can't because I have this project and that deadline and you know my schedule is back. A year from now, how do you want to feel when you wake up in the morning? Do you want to feel just excited and passionate and alive and motivated and inspired? Or do you want to, you want to feel anxious and stressed out and, you know, already, you know, one down because you have so much to do? How do you want to feel when you wake up each day? What kind of income do you want to have? Revenue in the business, but also how much do you want to pay yourself? What kind of work do you want to be doing in your business? What would you not want to be doing? How many hours a week do you work? How do you feel about your work? How do you feel when you think about your work? How do you feel when you talk about what you do? What are your relationships like with your family? What about your partner? How do you show up for your community and your friends? 
Where have you traveled in this time? What vacations have you taken? What adventures have you gone on? What do you do for fun and how often? How much free time and space do you have in the week, just downtime, where you're just sitting, being with yourself, and you're connecting to yourself deeper, to your own wisdom, to your own intuition, to your own gut, right? To your own body. So if you've been following these questions and, and allowing your mind to suggest answers and response, you already know, right? But perhaps you haven't taken the time to be really specific about it. Look, the bottom line is that you can have more joy, presence, profits, impact, and achieve the incredible vision that you have for your life when you correct all these internal misalignments. And that is something that I really, really want to emphasize here. This is really one of the most foundational steps to creating something extraordinary, to creating not just the exponential success, but a deep level of personal well-being. So speaking of well-being, the next piece is your mental state or how you feel on a moment-to-moment -moment basis. So here's the truth. We're deeply connected to the, the infinite intelligence that we're swimming in, right? There's an intelligence to how the world works, how acorns turn to oak trees, um, how these 40 trillion cells in our bodies somehow come together to become us, right? And the more we learn to align ourselves with that, this limitless source of intelligence, the more that intelligence infuses itself into our lives, into our business, and into everything we do, to everything we are. Now, people have written a lot about, you know, things like flow or esoteric practices, breath work, altered states. That's not what I'm talking about. The secret to elevating your performance in your business comes down to the state of our being. And there are primarily two states that we can operate in. And these are rough groupings, but it'll make sense in a second. At the root of all the emotions and experiences we have, there are typically one of two states of being that we're in. Resistance or flow. Contraction or expansion. Stress or creation. And, you know, the way I like to think about it, particularly for entrepreneurs, is that we're either being in a low performance state of mind or a high performance state of mind. Look, a, a high performance state of mind feels really good. It just feels good. It's a, it's a state of joy, a confidence, curiosity, just deep inner peace, passion, power, right? But the low performance mind, on the other hand, it doesn't feel good. It feels kind of shitty. It feels bad. It's this feeling of stress, of overwhelm, of anxiety, this contraction, constriction, doubt, sometimes jealousy, sometimes anger, confusion, lack of clarity. Now, the thing about these states is that they're binary. So we can't be in both states at the same time. We're always in one or the other. And also, there's no right or wrong. There's no judgment about being in a low-performance mind or high-performance mind. But the truth is that the high-performance mind gives you access to the creativity, the resources, the inspiration, the intuition, the ideas, the presence, the vibrancy, the vitality that allows us to create extraordinary things in the world and extraordinary things for ourselves and experience an extraordinary state of being. A low-performance mind blocks you from accessing those things. 
right? These two states, they map to the two states of our nervous system, the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. So when we're in a low performance state of mind, we activate the sympathetic nervous system when we move into fight or flight. This is the survival mode because we detect a threat. The mammalian and the reptilian parts of our brain, they get activated and they actually cut us off from the incredible, vast, limitless mental and physical resources that we have access to as, as evolved human beings. And we move into a, a kind of suffering. Now, in this reality, we don't really call it suffering, even though that is what it actually is. We call it stress. We call it worry. We call it doubt or anxiety. It's basically a state that's driven by stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline, where our entire being goes into survival mode. Our perception narrows, blood flow in our brain shifts from higher level thought centers of creativity and planning into the lower, older reptilian brain structures. You know, blood rushes actually out of our brain entirely to our extremities to prepare us for, to fight back, to run away. And it really just decreases our focus, clarity, health. Uh, we feel contracted and everything suffers as a result. Our decision-making, our productivity, our vision, that's why I call it a low-performance mind. It's impossible to build a high-performance business when we're spending most of our time in a low-performance mind. Look, if a tiger is chasing you and you don't really want to be... Um, open and expansive, right? You want all your energy focused on running away, on getting away, on saving your life. But you're not being chased by a tiger, you're building a business, you're trying to create an extraordinary life. But that's in the unconscious. Like for most people, this is below their level of awareness. That's what it feels like. It feels like you're being chased by a tiger, except it's an email, it's a notification. Until you make the eight-figure shift, which is really about utilizing the mind to rewire and reorganize your brain into this high-performance state, you become a prisoner of your own nervous system. You end up being a helpless passenger in the backseat while these primal survival parts of your brain dominate and drive your life and drive your business. So the way out of this is to operate from a high-performance mind. A high-performance mind is relaxed, it's open, it's calm. Blood flows into the neocortex and the higher level executive centers of the brain that involve planning and creativity and decision-making. You become more receptive and pro-social and you make new connections between ideas, parts of your brain that were turned off now light up. And in this flow state, your thoughts and your beliefs become aligned with the outcomes you want to produce, right? The, the separation between you and whatever it is that you're doing dissolves and you become one with whatever it is that you're engaged with. You, you increase your productivity by up to 5x. You double your creativity. And these are numbers from actual studies that they've done. And as a result of being in a high performance state, you feel more confident, you feel vibrant, you feel resourceful, you feel unstoppable. But here's the problem, right? There's a lot of things we can do to, you know, people meditate, people do breath work, they do all sorts of, you know, techniques and, and tricks to hack themselves into a, a higher state. But there's a fundamental problem. And that is that we have to first address the root cause of a low performance mind that you might be stuck in. It's like trying to grow a new garden in your mind when you haven't yet pulled the weeds. 
the weeds are going to keep multiplying and it's going to keep destroying and taking resources from the plants that you actually do want. So if you don't address what actually caused the problem in the first place, you may get temporary relief, but you're going to end up right back in a low performance mind. You need to look at what triggers the resistance, the stress, the contraction, the pressure, and the tension. And after thousands of coaching sessions with all kinds of entrepreneurs at every stage of development, from every background in any niche, I can tell you with absolute certainty that low performance mind states are activated by our patterns of thought and beliefs, as well as a fundamental misunderstanding of how our mind works, right? We don't fundamentally understand how our mind works and that actually leads to us creating so much suffering for ourselves. And this is compounded by the fact that we have these patterns of thought. We have these belief systems in place that are outdated, that aren't congruent with how reality works. And these habitual patterns of unhelpful thoughts, they get triggered by this, um, what I like to call like an adversarial relationship with our mind. And that just amplifies all these unhelpful thoughts, all these triggering thoughts, all these thoughts that send us straight into fear, into doubt, into anxiety, into overwhelm. And then the relationship that we have with our mind, the relationship we have with our thoughts, that just amplifies this whole, this whole mess. So the only thing that determines whether you're in a low performance mind or high performance mind is your thinking, your own thinking and your response to your thinking, your relationship to your thinking. And what I found after working with hundreds of entrepreneurs is actually really shocking. 100% of the time, 100% of the time, the thinking that triggers a low performance mind state is not true. It's faulty logic. It's unhelpful thinking. So a low performance mind feels uncomfortable and painful because there is an untruth and unintelligence in the thought that we're that we're having, right? And that thought creates the feeling we experience because we live in a feeling of our own thinking. We live in the feeling of our own thinking. We don't live in the feeling of our circumstances. We don't feel our circumstances. We don't feel our business. Business, people say business is stressful, right? And I say, no, business is not stressful. Business is business. Our thoughts about our business are sometimes stressful. And when we don't make that distinction, then business becomes stressful. And because we run a business means that we're in constant stress and that puts us in this low performance mind. So this unhelpful thinking, when it's unquestioned, when it's unexamined, it creates a state of dissonance in our nervous system. It jacks up cortisol, adrenaline, bunch of other neurotransmitters, and it sends us into this activated state. It sends us into this low performance mind. And this unhelpful thinking manifests in so many different ways, right? It could be resisting what is right in front of you. So one of your employees uh, made a mistake and you just find out and you notice the activation rising, you get ready to you know, tell them off and they're already cowering because they're afraid of what you're gonna say. You know, This is a great example of resisting what's right in front of you because there's this idea that this should not have happened. And when we argue with reality, we always get hurt. So here's the thing. We spend so much time resisting what's right in front of us, what's already true. We are at war with what is. 
And when we are fighting this war on the inside, that war plays out on the outside. The war takes place in our business, in our life, in our relationships. We have this emotional attachment to an idea of what should be, right? Or how things should go. We willfully ignore information that says otherwise. We live in this denial of reality, right? We're not holding space for what's, what's here now, what's true. So all of this creates a kind of thinking that antagonizes us. And then usually our relationship to that thinking, rather than seeing it as just a thought, letting it come and go, letting it pass through the, the sky of our mind, we take it hostage. We just capture it. And then we basically turn it over and over and over again, just keeping us stuck in this loop, right? And these thought loops that a lot of people suffer from directly put them in these low performance mind states. And this also applies to our relationship with ourselves. So usually we're very self-critical, very judgmental of ourselves. We have very high expectations as entrepreneurs and we're not seeing the truth. And the truth is that you are, and you've always been good enough. You've always been worthy. You do have enough time that you are supported, that your failures, you know, in growing your business or the failures you've made are actually essential to learning and growing and getting better and that they don't mean anything about you. That your employees or partner or kids should do the things that irritate you because that's the way they are, right? The, the kinds of thought, the relationship that we have to these thoughts are creating all of our mental and emotional suffering. And unless we get to the root of the thinking, the, the suffering that we experience at the hands of our low performance mind states will persist, right? Becoming the limitless entrepreneur isn't about reframing or telling a better story. So this is not about, you know, cognitive negotiation. This is not a mind thing. So in the eight-figure shift, I teach a system and methodology to actually help you see these thoughts as unhelpful, as untrue as faulty because the truth is once you see the faulty logic once you see that you've been thinking and believing something that isn't actually true then you can't unsee it it's like the wizard of oz once you see the man behind the curtain you know the trick the wizard loses his power and these belief systems they fall apart and these unhelpful thought patterns dissolve because the brain is actually a highly efficient goal-achieving machine, as we, as we talked about. Once the brain recognizes that a pattern no longer serves its goals, it eliminates the pattern. But we have to actually recognize that first. And that's what creates a fundamental shift in the networks in our brain. And that's how we begin repatterning our nervous system to respond differently to the different circumstances and experiences of our life. So this concept is the key to upgrading your state of mind and becoming limitless. Because as long as we're limited in our thinking, as long as we're limited in how good and how expansive and how joyful and in pleasure we feel, there's always going to be a limit on how much success we can create, all those external results. So before we get carried away with, with the concept, I want to bring this back to earth and show you how it applies to your business. Your business is built on analysis, on intuition, on decisions, on actions, right? Your business is built from intelligence. There's a direct correlation between the amount of time you spend in a low performance mind 
and your capacity to access this intelligence. Now, by intelligence, I don't mean how smart you are, right? We're all unique and smart in our own individual ways. We have different core competencies. What I mean by intelligence is your capacity to tap into your full potential and produce extraordinary results. We all have the same connection to this, the source of this intelligence, right? You can call it God, you can call it the universe, um, you can call it whatever you want, but we're all just iPhones connected to the same iCloud. The degree to which you can tap into your iCloud determines how much literally capacity you have on your iCloud drive. We work the exact same way. So when we are cut off from the source of our intelligence, then we only have local storage. And there's only so far we can get before the phone says that you run out of space and you need to start deleting some photos and videos to make room for new ones. So how many, how many hours a day do you spend in stress? How many hours a day do you spend in anxiety and overwhelm, comparing yourself to other people, second-guessing yourself? stuck in indecision or regretting the past or worrying about the future? How many hours a day do you spend in a low performance mind? Just come up with an honest number. The average entrepreneur spends maybe four to six hours a day in a low performance mind. And most of the time, this is below their conscious awareness. So they don't even know that this is what's happening. And that's over half their waking hours in a state cut off from their highest faculties from the source of the limitless intelligence that can bring all their dreams and visions into reality. So if you wanna be operating at a higher level, the way to get there is not to go learn a new marketing tactic or hire a bunch of people. It's not to go develop a new skill. It's not to go get a new assistant. It's actually to access this higher level of intelligence. And you do that from shifting from a low performance mind to high performance mind. The way to access this higher intelligence is to permanently transform the thoughts, the beliefs that are keeping you trapped in a low performance mind. It's to understand how your mind works, to shift from this adversarial relationship to a relationship that's based on acceptance, on awareness, on love, on just holding space without attachment. And as you repeat this process over time, the neural connections representing those limiting beliefs, they fall away. Your brain just prunes the synapses, the synaptic logic. You fundamentally change the structure of your brain. You open up to new possibility, to achieving your full potential, your greatness. You become what I like to call limitless. Whether that's in your business, in your relationship, in your bank account, or in your life, or just creating more impact in the world. This is one of the most fundamental things that I could teach you. And this has absolutely changed my life more than anything else. It's mastering my mind. It's mastering my state of mind. It's knowing what's happening when it happens. It's having the tools to navigate myself out of these spirals and into these beautiful, extraordinary states of mind where everything that I want is possible. Now, the third piece of this puzzle, the third piece is creating more leverage creating more leverage for the time, energy, and effort that you put into the business. So when you have a lot of leverage, you put in a smaller amount of inputs and you get a much larger output. When you have low leverage, you have to put a lot of inputs, whether it's with time, with energy, with effort, 
to get a same number of output. So one of the most powerful things that I learned from my years of intense struggle was that anytime we want to create more in any area of our business or life, it's not about doing something new. It's not about doing more things. It's not about looking for new opportunities or you know, new ways to add on. It's actually about identifying what we need to stop doing. Because success in entrepreneurship is as much about what you're not doing as what you are doing. So in other words, success comes when you focus only on the things that create value at the exclusion of other things. Now, if you don't need to be generating revenue, then go ahead and focus on whatever you like. If you have an infinite amount of time, infinite amount of energy, which you're probably here because you want to break through to the next level of revenue impact and influence in your business. And you probably feel like there's too much to do and not enough time to actually do it in. You probably observed that often the majority of the outputs in your business and in your life stem from the minority of inputs. So a small number of inputs create the majority of your outputs. Now, it could happen in your business where the majority of your sales come from a small sub subset of your products, or the majority of your sales come from a small subset of your salespeople, or the majority of your sales come from a small subset of lead sources, of ads. Essentially, the principle states that 80% of your output tends to come from only 20% of your inputs. So that's why this is called the 80-20 rule or the Pareto principle. Now, this observation is attributed to the Italian philosopher Wilfredo Pareto, like my Italian accent, <laughs> who noticed that 80% of the healthy pea pods, pea pods, yes, I did say pea pods, that grew in his garden came from only 20% of his pea plants. So this guy was, uh, you know, sitting there drinking um, some espresso and he was eating some pizza and he was philosophizing about why this trend was happening. And so what he found was that this principle, this 80-20 principle applied to pretty much everything. Um, like 80% of the wealth in Italy at that time was held by 20% of its citizens. So now, while this may seem like, a, like an odd origin for such a popular corporate principle, I'm sure you've heard about this before, businesses really do find that leveraging this rule effectively maximizes results in every single area. So for example, focusing the majority of your energy on the 20% of your clients who bring in the 80% of your revenue or conversely, eliminating the 20% of customers or causing 80% of your challenges or take up customer support time can significantly improve your bottom line without you working harder. Again, all of this is reducing how much you do and making your business produce more. So this 80-20 rule is particularly significant for businesses, right? Gartner, which is a popular think tank and analyst group, they found that 80% 80% of a company's future profits are quite literally derived from 20% of its existing customers. So 20% of your current customers are going to be driving 80% of your future profits. But your brain actually works in the exact opposite way. So we have a ton of cognitive biases at play. 
So the brain, interestingly enough, and annoyingly enough, it looks for what's new and different and it gets quickly bored and uninterested with what's already here. So as soon as we close the client, as soon as we register the revenue account for it, uh, they become old news. <laughs> and, you know, we, we have roving eyes that look at outside channels of acquisition to basically get new customers. And this is the source, and this applies with projects, with employees, with everything. So this is really the source of the shiny object syndrome and this is the reason why your business is way too complex, why you're doing way too much. And most of the time, the energy and, ex and the energy and effort that you expend in your business isn't actually driving as much ROI as you want. So the easiest way to get bigger results can simply be hyper-focusing on your most valuable customers, partners, opportunities, employees, projects, literally everything. So this actually gives you time to leverage your strengths build you know, competitive advantages and correct course whenever you need to pivot. Now, if you're distracted by smaller or more time-consuming customers or initiatives or tasks on your plate, then you can't give your best and most scalable clients the attention that they deserve. So that 20% of you know, your client base that, that will over time drive 80% of your profits, you're not fully leveraging that principle. So here's what you need to understand about the Pareto principle. This 80-20 rule is an unwritten law of nature, right? So this is just how things are. This is just how things seem to be. It's counterintuitive and it can be applied to itself. So I'm going to break down all three of these things. So here are some ground rules and misconceptions when dealing with the 80-20 rule. So this 80-20 rule describes the unequal distribution of cause and effect, right? So 20% of the population holds 80% of the wealth. There is a, there's an inherent unequal distribution in the inputs and outputs as observed in pretty much every domain of life. Second, this 80-20 rule doesn't mean that the two buckets need to add up to 100. These are rough estimates. So they are actually data sets derived from two different sets of data. So you have two independent bars, each of which can hold up to 100. And the 80-20 rule doesn't mean that it has to be exactly 80 and 20. It could be 90-20, um, 75-15. So see it more as a rule of thumb than getting super, super anally retentive about the numbers needing to line up. See it more as a rule of thumb. Now that we have the basics out of the way, let's move on to the nuts and bolts. This rule, like I mentioned, is an unwritten law of nature. It's everywhere. It dominates nearly every aspect of our life. I'll give you some examples, right? In terms of your productivity, 20% of your efforts generate 80% of your results. In terms of your marketing, 20% of your customers generate 80% of your sales. In terms of software, 20% of your bugs cause 80% of the errors. In terms of sports, 20% of players cause 80% of the wins. Even viruses, 20% of people account for 80% of the virus transmissions. So, you know, this is true whether you want to pay attention to it, leverage it or not, right? So there's some very, very beautiful gifts that applying this actually gives us. One is that we don't have to go all the way. We can take shortcuts. We don't have to do so much. We're allowed to calm down. We're allowed to work less. 
and target these valuable goals in, instead of pursuing every single opportunity. So let's talk about how the 80-20 rule can be applied to itself. So if 20%, this is by the way, like the most mind blowing thing. If 20% of your inputs generate 80% of the outputs, then 80% of the top 80% comes from 20% of the top 20%. Now, if you do this one more time, what we get to is that 1% of the inputs generate 51% of the outputs. 1% of the inputs generate 51% of the outputs. So 1% of your time, effort, customers, products, marketing, projects, employees, literally everything in your business generates 51% of your revenue of the value that you create. So just imagine if you could ruthlessly identify what actually moved the needle and eliminated, automated, and delegated the rest. Now, I've used this principle to help so many entrepreneurs cut their work week by 10 to 15 hours while getting their business to produce more value, more revenue, more profit, that this is one of the cornerstones of the eight-figure shift methodology. So I have to warn you, though, the real challenge with this is navigating the mind games that make us overcomplicate, overdo, and overcompensate in the first place, right? That, for most entrepreneurs, is in their unconscious. Johann Wolfgang Goethe, the most famous literary giant that came out of modern Germany, figured this out about 150 to 200 years ago. He said, things that matter most must never be at the mercy of things that matter least. Now, when doing things that matter the most, substantial outcomes follow a little bit of effort. But for this, we need to have complete commitment in order to be able to generate the extraordinary results that we want in the business. So I wanna ask you a simple question. Who holds you accountable to stay focused on those fewer, better things in your business that make the biggest difference? Especially in the face of urgency and demands and seductive distractions that can lure you into wasting time and resources and money on these lower value areas, who's holding you accountable? Right? If you're relying on self-accountability, if you don't have a mirror that reflects back what's actually happening, then you might be missing some areas which, if you clean up, can lead to exponential growth in your business. And here's another way to think about this. Saving 10 plus hours of your time each week is as valuable, if not more valuable, than earning 10 plus hours worth of revenue for your business. So imagine if you could reinvest that time that you save into building your business, working on your business rather than working in your business. And by the way, 10 plus hours each week adds up to close to 500 hours a year. That's 12 full weeks of work for the stereotypical 40-hour work week. That's an entire quarter of time savings. And even a fraction of this is worth pursuing if you can improve the way your business is structured and how it operates. This time could be spent on a product launch, building out SOPs, improving the quality or level of service, focusing more on ideal clients, on marketing, on sales, or even taking an, an extra week or two vacation a year. Now, as entrepreneurs, most of us struggle to get out of our own way because we get trapped by this low-level admin work, like answering emails, sending invoices, creating proposals, or doing any of the other bit of work that just grows in proportion as the company scales. 
We create business models that overwhelm us that after signing a small number of high paying ideal clients, we just find ourselves completely maxed out. We're unaware of what actually constitutes a high level task for a business that's actually worth $10,000 per hour or $100,000 per hour. So instead of working on those high value tasks, we end up doing work that's $10 per hour, $100, even $1,000 per hour, because inherently we don't want to feel lazy. We actually feel guilty as high performers when we're not working all the time. And if we continue to do that, that's a just a straight ticket to being burnt out, resenting the business, um, and just you know getting into this very unsustainable low performance mind state. We may have hired interns, assistants, employees, or consultants in the past, and maybe we got burned because our ego didn't know how to delegate. So we resort to doing everything ourselves for as long as possible. And another cognitive bias that we keep focusing on what happens this week or this month, instead of this year or this decade, because the brain in a survival orientation, when we're in that low performance mind state, in that sympathetic activation, we're focusing on the here and now because the tiger is here, it's chasing us right now. So we don't look at the longer timeframes, we don't look at what's possible if we actually compound our growth over a longer period of time, and this leaves us extremely short-sighted. So all of these are cognitive distortions that the ego creates. And if we don't master our minds, we don't clean up our psychology, and we don't make a concerted effort to simplify both our workload, how the business is structured, how we deliver value, then either the business growth will plateau or it'll come at a massive cost and become highly unsustainable. So my mission is to help you do less and get you to produce more in your business. Right? And the only way to do that is to transfer all of that equity into the business. So the business isn't reliant on you. You aren't the biggest bottleneck and you aren't the ceiling on its growth. Right? That's the only way to make massive impact and to really give the original vision that you had for your company the best chance of arriving into reality. So these pillars of identity, of state, of leverage, they're the keys to exponentially increasing the value impact and influence of your business while increasing the amount of freedom, fulfillment, and fun that you enjoy as its owner. So when you implement the eight-figure shift, you become a freedom-first entrepreneur, right? The principles of business freedom are universal. Whatever your experience level, size, budget, or industry, you discover how to build an optimized business that's tailored to your needs, that exceeds your entrepreneurial and financial goals while giving you total lifestyle freedom. You have to go freedom first. That's why you probably started this business in the first place, but that's probably not what you're able to enjoy right now. And that's why you're blocking the growth of your own business. You grow in scale without limits, right? This is the key to becoming limitless. To most entrepreneurs, business growth comes with immense stress, risk, and uncertainty. But by applying these principles, you gain a clear path to consistent and sustainable growth without risking your company's stability or your sanity. You multiply geometrically your income and your revenue. You create roles and processes that dramatically upgrade you and your team's abilities while amplifying your unique skills, your unique passions, your zone of genius. The result is that you drive more revenue, more income with less time and effort. You become an exponential leader. 
you create a working environment that elevates you into your most effective and inspirational self, right? This is that zone of high performance where there's a lot of work satisfaction, collaboration, psychological safety, and each team member's personal growth skyrockets under your leadership and under your coaching, right? You essentially think, feel, and act bigger than ever before. And you have the bandwidth now to focus your efforts on expansion, on adding new streams of revenue, or even building more businesses. You feel more fulfilled than ever before because you know you're going far beyond your perceived limits and you're realizing your full potential as an entrepreneur. So look, the time we're in right now has presented entrepreneurs with more opportunities to achieve greatness than any other time in history. The barriers have never been lower. The internet offers a zero marginal cost of distribution and it's easier than ever to start a business. But the fact remains that the times we're living in and the way we do business is changing quite dramatically. Now, and this is my, my perspective, right? I have been looking at the changing landscape of business and what I'm seeing more and more is that business must be a win-win-win. What that means is that it needs to be a win for you as the entrepreneur. It needs to be a win for your clients, customers, and teams. And it needs to be a win for the world and for humanity and for the planet as a collective. So it used to be that you could pollute the oceans or sell addictive stuff that makes people sick and make billions profiting. I'm not going to name names, but we all know those companies right? And that was the norm. That was status quo. But people are waking up, people are speaking up, and people are rising up. This heralds a new era for entrepreneurship, one in which business has to be sustainable for everyone involved with it. It must lead to an increase in consciousness for the entrepreneur running it, for the team supporting it, and for the customers transacting with it. This kind of business requires a new breed of entrepreneur a CEO who's extremely self-aware, who's constantly learning, growing, evolving in lockstep with the growth of the business. One who's doing the internal work to transcend these outdated unconscious patterns of control, of fear, of scarcity and limitation. One who prioritizes every aspect of their self, the physical, the mental, the spiritual, their relationships, their freedom, their impact, and their personal power. One who leads themselves in their thoughts, in their emotions, and in their actions. So really, I have two questions for you. Are you ready to create the results that you want in your life and business? And more importantly, are you committed to making the next 12 months your greatest ever? If so, fulfilling your life potential and achieving your business goals isn't a matter of if, but a matter of when. And that when can be a lot sooner than you think. Because those who continue to react from this place of fear, uncertainty, scarcity, and chaos, who blame the world for the circumstances of their life and for the circumstances for their own limitations, who make excuses for why they aren't where they want to be in their business, they will find it challenging, really challenging to get ahead in the coming years because the structures that held up the old paradigm of egoic entrepreneurship are collapsing to make way for something new. So if you are one of the few entrepreneurs who's actually committed to developing the mindset and pursuing mastery in your business, in health, in wealth, in relationships, so you can create and achieve 
these extraordinary results in every area of your life this year, then I invite you to go all in on yourself and on your business. Let's work together to dismantle everything that hasn't been working and empower you with the proven tools, strategies, and systems to create effective and impactful change in the way you think, in the way you feel, in the way you act, and in the way you achieve the life, business, and impact that you've always dreamed of. And prepare you from the inside out to create explosive growth in your business faster and more sustainably than you've ever experienced. So I want to loop back to the question that I started this conversation with. Have you had the level of growth that you anticipated for yourself so far this year? If not, what's going to change in the next 90 days if you don't change? Right? What's going to change in your business if you don't change? Is there any reason why you wouldn't spend the next three months getting the direct support and coaching that you need from me and my team to implement a system like the eight-figure shift in your business, in you as its owner, as its leader? and make the next 12 months your greatest year ever. So if that's you, you know what you need to do? Click the link for the eight-figure shift in the show notes, watch the video and book a call with me. I hope this was useful. I can't wait to hear your feedback and your comments. I love you. And remember, you are limitless. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you found value, please consider leaving a five-star review to allow the show to reach more people or share this episode via your social media channels. If you're an entrepreneur and want support in exponentially scaling your business, email me at ani at animanian.com. At